you got to work smarter, not harder. In fact, um, a long time ago in one of my roles, I would actually get very upset when somebody was recognized at the end of the quarter because they worked so hard to close the quarter. They were working 19 hours a day. And my question was, I'm not going to recognize them because they're doing something wrong to be doing that. Obviously, they're not doing something up front that they need to be doing to fix that. So they don't need to be there 19 hours a day and sleeping in the halls at, the, at, at, at your workplace. So you can actually promote work like that, which has no balance at all of being. And, and so you have to develop that culture that there is something wrong when people do that. Expanding possibilities, the mindset zone. I'm your host, Anna Malikian, and my mission is to support individuals and organizations to increase their impact while avoiding burnout. If you want to work smarter, not harder, I can help you. If you want to go from burnout to full engagement, let's talk. Reach me at Anna, A-N-A, at mindset.zone. Yes, instead of .com, it's .zone. You can also access all the episode notes, links, and other amazing resources at mindset.zone. Today, our special guest is Sangeeta. Sangeeta is the founder and CEO of Gutara, a startup she launched three years ago to provide career advice to women in STEM. Previously, she held a VP position at Amazon, worked at Nielsen for more than nine years, and also at GE. She has 26 or 27 patents under her name and has authored two books. Welcome to the Mindset Zone, Sangeeta. Really a pleasure that you are here today. And uh, I'm very curious about learning a little bit about your story and how did you become so good in innovation that uh, you had more than 27 patents and you written two books and you still are doing many amazing things at the moment. But tell me a, a little bit how this happened. Uh, hi, Anna. Thank you for the invite. I'm really get, glad to be here with you at the Mind Zone. Uh, a little bit about uh, the story. Uh, I didn't think much about the patterns until later in life when I was asked about how come you got so many patterns? And I was thinking about people who were my colleagues, my neighbors in the lab, and I felt like some of them were smarter than me and they probably have more patterns, but that was not the case. And so I did some retrospection and thought about what helped me get so many patterns. And so when I looked at the key reasons for it was, first was working backwards from the customer needs. So in that case, I was working at GE and GE Aviation and GE Energy were the two customers and they were going through a big change in business. And I understood, I first understood the business change and then I went and did the literature search to figure out what needs to be innovated rather than innovating and then looking for solutions, looking to apply. 
So that was the first thing. The second thing was diversity of thought. To me, that was very critical. I could have gone and done what I thought might be useful for each one of these businesses. But I created a team of people with very different backgrounds from me. Uh, people in ceramics, metallurgy, chemical engineering, chemistry, statistics, physics. Um, and I brought them all together. And the interesting thing was that everybody thinks differently. And from their point of view, some people had a lot of experience. Some people had little experience. And I was one of the younger ones. And the thing that I think about is more like an inclusive environment where you know, most of the people are competitive. They don't want to give up their idea and other people patented. So they wouldn't discuss it openly. And I said, if we are discussing an idea in the room and you are present, everybody's name goes on it. So don't worry about, don't worry about whose name will be on the patent. And that got the ideas flowing really well. And then after brainstorming, picking the right ideas and really having the discipline to go after them experiment with them. Those were the four reasons I would say were probably the primary reasons of why we got the patterns we did. Yeah, I love it. So let, let's unpack this because it's a ten of stuff. So you are saying four reasons that when you look back are really like your secret ingredients for be able to have these results that is these uh, 27 uh, patterns as something very concrete that uh, shows how innovative you and your teams were. And mm -hmm. these four elements is that the way that you approach the problem, you start with the end in mind. You, st you start by trying to understand exactly what the, the recipient of the innovation needed and what they are looking for mm -hmm. and really listen and be very aware of it. So that right. is one of the secrets, one of the secret elements. Yep. Then the second one, if I catch correctly, is you from the beginning, you at least had intuition. I don't know how much you articulate at the time, but you knew that diversity was important. Bringing a diverse voices and perspectives to the table was something good and essential for innovation. And from the beginning, you brought that to the table. And the third element is that a place that everybody feel that they were included mm -hmm. and working to the same goal and not worry about who is going to take this credit, that credit, make it they feel safe to brainstorm, to innovate. And number four, you knew that this was important afterwards to experiment and bring and test the ideas, see what yeah. work and not work and going in that process back and forward. Do I'm summarizing what you told me? You summarized it really well. In the end, it's all about the discipline of actually acting on the ideas that you prioritized. Yeah. And, and this allow, I think because this is so rich and so important, uh, I think for our world nowadays, even more than ever, because we are faced with so many challenges and constantly they are thrown at us that if we learn these principles of innovation, of course, in companies, this is an essential thing, but also in our lives. I, I think this approach can help us in our day-to-day -day lives when we are facing with the problems, see things with the end in mind, how can we bring diversity of perspectives 
inclusion and experiment with it. I love this. I, I think it's very inspiring. And I want to jump from there to what you are doing now, because now you work with corporations, you innovate, you had all these successes. We look to your LinkedIn profile and you have a lot of things that you can be proud of, but now you are doing something different. Can you tell us about what you are doing now? Yeah. About three and a half years ago, I launched Gotara. Gotara is with a mission of closing the gender gap in STEM plus fields. And the vision that we have is that it's an AI ML enabled platform uh, for, for business acumen and leadership skills for STEM plus talent. With ROI return on investment starting in just eight weeks. So I brought the big business mindset to a gap that I had seen in our fields, in technical fields. The two gaps are obviously the gender gap. And the second one is the manager uh, upskilling is very critical. Most of us going to technical fields, wanting to grow and retire as Uber scientists or Uber engineers, but we realize that we need to do people management and those skills be acquired. And that is what we also help our customers with. Okay, so let's again unpack some of what you just told. So in this new company that is three years old, so you start with this AI stuff even before chat GPT was public. Let's put it like it was out in the world. You were already working on this. And this is a very innovative thing. So tell me, so let's use the lens of your innovation because I think there is a parallel here. So you knew that there was a problem. And this problem was these two gaps that you were seeing. You were seeing in the, and I, I think most people are familiar with STEM, but explain for the ones that are not familiar what STEM means. Science, technology, engineering, and math, and pluses any other fields that work with data. So it's economics, market research, data, science, finance, all of them are included in it as well. STEM. And because here in the United States is a term that is very much used in the day-to-day -day in the school, in the education, but sometimes right. uh, internationally, you can, what is that of STEM? So, yeah. so all that, the sciences, all the technology, engineer, math, uh, and the related number database fields. Mm -hmm. And uh, traditionally, unfortunately, women were not uh, uh, incentivized to follow these areas. Uh, yeah. And the interesting thing is, uh, traditionally it is true, but today many of the college and universities are graduating uh, many, many women in some disciplines in engineering and sciences, they are uh, graduating more than 50%. However, we lose them within five to seven years. And, and that is the key that we are at Gotara. We are trying to stop this leakage because everybody has invested so much time and resources and money into this. And then they lose this talent. And I want to stop that. Yes. Okay. Because, and I'm dating myself here because I remember when I was in college about 30 years ago, Indian engineers were mostly men and just a few women. I was in psychology was the opposite, mostly 80% or more women and then the 10 to 20% men. 
you are, and it's true, the in the now uh, woman in terms of uh, university degrees is really, we are, it's a big change that happened in these last decades. And yet, then we lose that talent. And why do you think that happened? So after all the work that is put in getting into these good institutions, good college, doing all the work to get the diploma, and then what happened for that loss of talent? So this is what I would say, that I was at the table at each one of these companies where we see this cliff of women attrition. And we all would say, well, they are at that age, you know, they want to raise their families, they want to spend more time with their kids, and that's why they're leaving. And on the surface, it looked uh, right, and I felt, okay, I'm an exception, I'm here. Maybe I'm not such a great mother, maybe I should look into it. But interestingly enough, uh, we published an industry research report on this topic, and we have collected behavioral research, not survey research, behavioral research. And what we have found is 90 plus percent of the women leaving are not leaving for the family reasons they are being pushed out of the workforce. So they're leaving because they are feeling undervalued. Their manager is not supportive. There is exclusionary behavior and they're not getting the jobs they really want. And so it was actually happening under my nose, even though I'm, I was so passionate throughout. Because these are the kinds of discussions really don't come up to the senior leaders. It happens at the level where the rubber hits the road. And the senior leaders having the right intent, having the right policies and stuff, stuff don't even know that it's happening. I love this because the two gaps that you identify are totally related with each other. Yes. One is feeding each other and I think because you had already that mindset that was to try to see from the recipient perspective, the, the person having the problem, what was really the thing going on and what they really wanted, yeah. allow you to frame things in this. So not just ask them in a survey what you think is going on, but trying to go more deep about it. And you find this undervalue the exclusion, the la maybe a lack of a pathway that was just easy to, okay, let it go. Yeah, they were too stressed out and they just decided that they were going to leave. Yeah, so they possibly, they start with loads of good intention, purpose, and trying to make a difference, make a positive impact for their lives, for the lives of others. But they start the grind, start to be too much to handle and was, okay, taking care of ourselves and their families, and they let go of the profession. That's right. Yep. Wow. So you, when you identified the problem, how did you brought the innovation in? I'll tell you this. I think a lot of companies are trying to solve this problem, and they have done a great job of hiding they have done a great job of mentoring internally to help uh, give them visibility and uh, teach them culture, help them advance their careers. However, sensitive issues that they have, nobody's going to discuss uh, with their internal mentors. I did one time and I paid the price for it. So women learn not to discuss the sensitive issues that cause them to leave, which is which can come across as bad-mouthing managers or leaders or the culture. 
And they don't want to do that because it can backfire on your career. Okay, so that's because I was going to ask you to give it a concrete example. Yes, I, I can say that, and we have some goals like this on the platform, where I can say, I really respect the manager I have, really smart guy, has lots of great ideas, but I can't figure out how to work with him. He is just obnoxious. I want to stay in the job, but I don't know how to work with him. Help me, Votara, figure this out. They will share that with us in a very candid and open fashion because they have the safe space. It's not going back to the company. And we get to the root cause and we help solve that problem through the right skills. So we're not solving the symptoms. So for example, that somebody can come in and say, I'm going to launch this and uh, I'm going to, uh, I was given the opportunity to, uh, to lead this initiative and I'm very excited, but I'm also anxious about a couple of things. And, uh, and they're not going to share that internally, but they would share it with us where they'll say, I'm seeing a potential for drag by these two leaders. I need to work better with them because they're going to slow me down and I won't be able to deliver it in three months that I have committed to. And now we'll figure out, okay, what is the, what are the issues working with these specific leaders? What it is, what are the skills you need to help bring them around? And that is how we'll help solve it. I love this because I think you are bringing diversity in because I think the companies and the, I understand why they are trying to solve this internally, mm -hmm. but they are within their own lenses and their own universe and systems. And by bringing your company in or another company in, Gutara, they get that other perspective, a diversity of perspective that allow people to be more open mm -hmm. and allow you to put the right resources on the table for everybody. Exactly. And when we talk about resources, the content we have are use cases that we have actually used. We, people like me on our platform, the advisors, and it has worked because all of these people are executives and senior leaders in the industry. And, and it also provides you a little, uh, one of the best ways to address rather than one way that your company may address something like this. So it gives you a more holistic outside in perspective on how you can go solve it. Yeah, it creates the diversity. I see this in the work that I do with the burnout, even the phase of assessment. Yeah, it could be done internally by the HR department. Absolutely, the tools are out there. But the workforce doesn't reply the same way if they know that this internal thing that then it's done by another entity that uh, makes sure that they will protect the anonymity of the information and try to propose something from another perspective or internal coach versus external coaching. So I think, but and now I'm framing it as a diversity, bringing the diversity point of view. Yeah. And how do you bring the, how people feel that inclusivity, that, that psychological safety? They are very comfortable and we get to know exactly where the problem is. 
And on our B2C side, they're very open about where the issues are. On the B2B side, our participants are very open because they know nothing is going to go out, uh, out of the conversation that we have. It is all about them gaining skills that they need to address the issues they may have at work. And you can see clearly the leaders uh, and these customers want these women to have those skills, to be able to address those issues that uh, may be hard and difficult to do internally. And I'm going to insist a little bit because how did you went? There is something there that I think is important to articulate because psychological safety doesn't happen by accident. There mm -hmm. are certain conditions that allow that to happen. What do you think that is in place for people to feel that in the platform that you create? Yeah, so we very clearly, it's in our statement of work. It's very clear that we tell the leaderships. And when we do a launch, we also share it with the, with the participants. And then uh, when we do a one-on-one -on -one session before they start the, their upscaling process, um, they connect with the one-on-one -on -one coach that they have who has lived in their shoes and can say, oh, yep, that happened to me too. Not one time, but 21 times. And these are the five things I tried. So when they see that somebody has lived in their shoes who's helping them, they are more than happy to have that discussion because we all struggle with this. Uh, I mean, I'm a successful leader. Did I not go through some issues that I had to navigate? Absolutely. That is what we want to try to teach them, how to navigate these hurdles that actually slow you down or push you out of the system. Love it. So it's a question of values and communicate that values in a clear way. The question of having people that they can identify with that allow to create that conditions for them to be more vulnerable and to try something different and then yeah. take us to the uh, the fourth element that then they are more open to experiment something that what they are doing that will prevent them to leave the workforce that's right and what is that what do you offer for them to experiment that can allows them to stay yeah, so we, what we have observed is we provide them a bunch of actions and they come back and reflect. So it's going back and forth. And pretty much everybody, 94% of our participants actually have skill improvement in those areas by 20 to 80% within eight weeks. Wow. And it is validated by the managers. When the first time we got this data, I didn't believe it because he can't change behaviors that quickly. But three years later, we're getting exactly the same results. And that is unique because it is, our platform is by STEM for STEM. So we've lived in your shoes. We have use cases that you totally resonate with. And, and we provide the safe space to actually use the data to get to the root cause rather than addressing the symptom. And I think those couple of things have helped us to, to get traction, the customers. And, and we are beginning to see retention as high as 94% with the customers and career acceleration as high as 76% within the same year where they get promoted or they get a bigger job or higher visibility job or one of those things. 
Okay, so now I'm very curious. In the things that you help them with uh, in this process of uh, new skills, there is new skills, there is uh, new things that they are experimenting with. How? In, uh, tell me a little bit because uh, from my experience, for us to be able to be in high productivity or in peak performance or whatever we can uh, wanted to call it, we have to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have to do how, what are you teaching them there? What is part of the curriculum that helps them when they get the promotion, be able to be there in that best self and still have time to have a life? Uh, a lot of people we help with is in the productivity area, which directly relates to this. So I'll give you an example of a leader who went through a program. And she was spending 14 hours a day and she was burning out totally. Yeah. And we looked at that and we helped her identify two skills on what is the best way to delegate and how do you do your work or how do you prioritize, all those kinds of things. And lo and behold, in eight weeks, she was down from 14 hours to nine hours. And suddenly she had time and she had time to go take care of herself or she has time to go coach people. She had time that she could devote to things that she enjoyed. Love it. Because I think part of the secret is that we absolutely, is my principle, we can make a bigger impact out there while avoiding the burnout. Exactly. I think, and that is the secret because I think sometimes people see, oh, but for giving my best to giving my all, I have to grind, grind, grind until there is nothing left. No. If you learn to take care of yourself, you can be in the peak of thy performance. You can do more. It's the whole thing, work smarter, not harder. That's uh, exactly. And, uh, and really make a difference that way this and is, for the long run. Yeah, this is exactly what I was going to say. You got to work smarter, not harder. Just working. In fact, um, a long time ago in one of my roles, I would actually get very upset when somebody was recognized at the end of the quarter because they worked so hard to close the quarter. They were working 19 hours a day. And my question was, I'm not going to recognize them because they're doing something wrong to be doing that. Obviously, they're not doing something up front that they need to be doing to fix that. So they don't need to be there 19 hours a day and sleeping in the halls at, the, at, at, at your workplace. So you can actually promote work like that, which has no balance at all of being. And, and so you have to develop that culture that... There's something wrong when people do that. Yeah, and I think we have to, it's a conversation that we need so much to have in corporate America. It's the work sustainability. We speak so much about environment sustainability, but we have to be speaking also about the work sustainability. Yeah, individual sustainability. Yes, (laughs) yep. And creating the culture that allows that. And that doesn't mean for companies, I think if they embrace that, at the end of the year, they are going to see better results. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. So I, so we could keep going because this conversation is so needed and, and rich, but we have a limit on time. I just want to underline, because I think in your uh, platform, Gotera, it can be, like you said, B2C. So you offer service to a person that really want to do something about what is going on in their career, I presume, 
and you also work with organization with the company that wants to retain that talent, correct? Yeah. So uh, working directly with individuals, it's free of cost. And the B2B side working with customers is where we work for paid services. Okay. I love that model. So the B2B working with organizations is a paid service. You create a, a solution for that organization. And that allows you to have the B2C to the individual in a, at no cost. So where can people learn more about you and your work, this wonderful work that you are doing? So they can go to gotara.com, G-O-T-A-R-A.com, and you can sign up for free to become a member. And if you're an employer, you can request a demo and we will share with you what we have and how we can customize uh, the services for you to fill some of the gaps we just talked about. I love this. And um, it's so important. I love uh, your approach to innovation and uh, how we can apply this in companies and in our own lives and how you apply those principles to develop the innovation that you are doing with Gotara at the moment that I wish you all the luck to to really impact as many people as possible. Thank you very much. And I will need all the luck I can get because <laughs> it's a big problem and we need to get in there sooner than later. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Expanding possibilities. The mindset. Thank you for listening. And remember to follow this podcast. And if you're listening in Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. That really helps us spread the word about the Mindset Zone. Also visit Mindset.Zone. Yes, instead of dot .com, is dot .zone. There you can find amazing resources and more information about my speaking and how I support purpose-driven individuals and organizations increase their impact while preventing burnout. As always, I'm so grateful you are here. Expand what's possible for you, for the ones around you, for the world.